Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Skyfire. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there may be spoilers. Enjoy. Hello, it's volcano time. It is volcano time. We're here. It's, we haven't had a volcano in a while, have we? Because you've you've been away. I have. I've been away on holiday. I went abroad for the first time since COVID. Were you going um, to see a volcano? Is that are you I celebrating was, volcano month? I had been led to believe that there was a volcano in Lille. So for volcano month, I went there and then was bitterly disappointed to find that in Little, yes, um, I was bitterly disappointed to find that there was no volcano in Lille. Yeah, what is there in Lille? Um, lots of nice bars and cafes and Flemish architecture and Ooh. nice restaurants. If you enjoy beers, it's a very good place to go. As someone who doesn't drink, I felt like I was slightly out of place, but. There's many good things there. So I would recommend a trip to Lille. You can get there on the Eurostar. Is that how you went? Yes, yeah. Um, took me about as much time uh, to get to Lille from London as it did to get from where I live to London, which is not very far <laughs> from London. <laughs> yeah, probably be the same coming from here, actually. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, when you factor in delays and the uselessness of our country in general with public transport, etc. Um, it's a stark difference. Or with just anything. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what, I've never felt a starker difference than having been in Lille for a couple of days and then getting on a train from London going somewhere after I got back and witnessing the glory that is England <laughs> and realising <laughs> we're a country that is completely devoid of any hope for the future, basically. <laughs> Which is if a... we had volcanoes, they probably would erupt wrong. You know, they'd probably erupt in a rubbish way, in a disappointing way. Not like a pyroclastic flow, not hot magma, but instead just like a really nasty smog cloud that really itches the back of your throat until you die? Yeah, that's it's a what... mild irritant. <laughs> A mild irritant that eventually still kills you because we the one great thing about it would be that it brings us the sweet embrace of death rather than having to live in England any longer. This is true. We're not including <laughs> Scotland in that, are we? No, Arthur's no. We're, seat, we're, if Arthur's seat chose to erupt, you know it would be a banger. It, there'd be a fanfare. It'd be epic. This is England we're talking about. This is the South Downs exploding with a volcano. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> one day one day on the news when when they've got over all the um the titanic submarine stuff when that's out of the way it's going to be south downs exploding and it's just a picture of a guy standing there hugh edwards is there standing in front of it and the hill just goes <laughs> that's it you just that's see this it. little puff of smoke that, that's all yeah. you get um yeah no we're not we're not including scotland or wales or northern ireland in this and in fact no we're probably not including the north of england or the southwest either let's be honest 
So you specifically mean the bit of England that we live in? <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. <laughs> the home counties, as yeah. they're called, stupidly. Yeah. The, home, the home of rubbish volcanoes. That's what it was. That's what it's been shortened to. The yeah. home of rubbish volcanoes counties became the home. They're going to put that on the um, the South Downs National Park <laughs> sign. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the South Downs Park sign. I'm just going to turn up with a little sign and put it there. Home of rubbish. Probably volcanoes. be quicker than expecting like a council or an uh, like an official body to do anything within like I don't know a year or two. Oh, are we going to talk councils? Is that what a- what age we're at in our lives now? We can if you want. My council's <laughs> bankrupt. Is on the new. On the oh, new you're the bankrupt ago. one. Yeah. Well, ah. no, no, we're not the only bankrupt council. One Croydon the, is also bankrupt. One of the bankrupt, bankrupt ones. Yes, Croy- <laughs> Croydon is very, very bankrupt. Um. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's really. That's. You gotta love it, don't you? It's really good. So yeah, we went into Woking Town Centre yesterday, me and my son, and there was a very nice new bakery, and then a row of like ten boarded up shops. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the it's thing. Really quite it? depressing. I, I looked at it and thought, "Come friendly volcano and descend on Woking." <laughs> it's not fit for humans now. That's how the poem goes. Right? I saw the best minds of my generation killed by a volcano <laughs> in a rubbish way. <laughs> yeah, that—that's how it goes, right? Welcome yeah, to no. welcome to Volcano Poetry Club, everybody. Famous Volcano Literature Club. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the new um, the new game that all the kids are playing. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, Speaking of games, can I give the all important Final Fantasy VII update that everyone's <laughs> waiting for? I'm very excited. What is the? I update? completed it. Oh, well done! You killed you killed Longhair McGee. Yeah, I killed the bit the, the big scary angel man. Yeah. Well done. It was really good. It was an incredible last boss battle with amazing music. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Oh, very good. Just amazing. Very good. And it's, yeah, it's really interesting because I think I I talked about this before, but because when I was growing up, we had Sega and Nintendo. I never had a Sony console and I didn't want one. But I went to my friend Jack's house. Oh, you're too good for the PlayStation, were you? Too good for the little cheapo PlayStation because you had your fancy N64. (laughs) Yeah. I did it because I I went around to my friend Jack's house. I'd been to another friend's house who had a PlayStation. And he had, like, Crash Bandicoot. And I was like, what the fuck is this? This is total <laughs> rubbish. This is, the, yeah, polygonal orange guy running around. Yeah, and, like, I'd just been playing Ocarina of Time. And then you look at that and you're like, what? So some people have nostalgia for Crash Bandicoot. And those people are insane. Crash and Bandicoot what? is better than Mario 64. I'm sorry. Crash Bandicoot actually controls well. Have you ever tried playing Mario 64 in the modern day? I actually don't care for Mario. Controls 64. like absolute junk. Whereas Crash Bandicoot yeah, no, you, you actually right. does control well still to this day. Yeah, it's so, just a shame about the rest of it. So suck it. It's fun to play, <laughs> even if it doesn't look as good. But anyway, in about year eight, I went around to my friend Jack's house and he had a PlayStation and he had Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VIII as well. And we played through like the first bit of Final Fantasy VII together. And I remember absolutely loving it and think it was amazing. But not enough to be like, I knew I, I was never going to be like, get me a PlayStation as well as a Nintendo. And then by the time the GameCube rolled around, it was like, well, I'm all invested in that. So I'd kind of forgotten about it. But the memory of it always stayed with me. And I always wanted to, to play it. And it always had this kind of legendary status in my mind. Now that I've played through the whole thing, I think I almost appreciate it more than I would have done if I'd had it as a kid for that reason. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
yeah, I loved um, Final Fantasy VII when I had it. The, you missed out on having a PlayStation because it did have some incredible games. No, um, it did. Yeah. Obviously, Symphony of the Night, but one. Obviously. Uh, obviously, you're missing the the number one uh, game here. You know what I'm going to say? Toka Touring Cars Two. <laughs> yeah, Toka Two Touring Cars, <laughs> the greatest game of all time. Greatest Toka Two game. Cars is it? Is that how they do it? Like a Vin Diesel thing? <laughs> yeah. So I think it's called. Um, yeah, I think it's Toka Two Touring Cars, and then the first one was Toka Touring Cars. Oh, okay. Um, and if you're so in North, just, just insert the two wherever you like. And it's if, fine. If you want to get North American about it, it would be Toka Two Touring Car Challenge. I'm not oh, sure why okay. it would get a a North American release because it's British touring cars. <laughs> Really are Americans love anything British. That's how. It, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it goes. Genuinely, Toka Two Touring Cars. I might actually start playing on an emulator because I love that game. If there's one game that I would like there to be a full, fle- fully fledged remaster of, <laughs> it would be it would be Toka Two Touring Cars based on the 1998 season of the Auto Trader RSA British Touring Car Championship. Don't update it to the modern day. Give me the 1998 roster and cars and give me that game. But the great thing about Toka 2 Touring Cars, you're on it now, right? It's not just touring cars, okay? You get... I hate this you get so other. Much. You get other cars too. So you have the touring car. Um, you have the touring car championship, which is great, and you can play it two player. So split 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 screen two player championship mode, which is amazing. So you can no inflict other... it on another person as you yeah, did to me. Yeah, me and, and my still have a me... <laughs> nightmares about it. <laughs> you, still, you still hold a grudge against me, but you can go through the entire championship with another drive with another player, which no games did at the time, and definitely nobody does now in terms of split. Yeah, maybe there's a reason because no one else has the balls <laughs> to do it. No one else has the vision to do it. Um, but you also get all of the there's like little mini championships with other kinds of cars. There was a Ford Fiesta championship. Oh, for God, instance, that's awful. Yeah, there was. That's cursed. Knowing that, that's cursed knowledge. (laughs) Knowing that that exists, as well as some. I'm sorry to everyone listening that they now know that, as well as some fancy cars as well. Um, But also the Ford Fiesta Championship. (laughs) It's truly great. It's the greatest game of all time. Codemasters, who to this day still make amazing racing games. They make the F1 games. Um, If you're listening, Codemasters, where's my remaster of Toka Two Touring Cars? (laughs) Can you imagine, right, the next thing where Sony does the big live stream where they're revealing the next massive game that they've spent all the money on that everyone's really hyped for. It's it's like um, there's a PlayStation 5 exclusive. <laughs> it's the most high-definition, incredible game that anyone's spent, like, going to spend the whole the rest of their lives playing because it's so big. And it's Toka, Toka 2 Touring Cars <laughs> remake. I'm telling you. Everyone's just like booing, throwing their drinks at the screen, (laughs) kicking their laptops in, and then there's just you going, It's just me going wild, Tony. This is the greatest experience (laughs) of my life. Genuinely, genuinely, (laughs) if I won the Euro Millions, I would pay about 5 million of the Euro Millions to Codemasters and go, give this like, you know, it doesn't have to be like a top tier. We're not expecting a top tier remake here. Just give it a fresh coat of paint. Put it into your new engine. Give me Toka Two Touring Cars with that roster. 
and that's that's what I'd want from them. I just you know give them a few million. Doesn't have to be top of the line. Doesn't have to be like the new <laughs> F1 games, but a new version of Toka Two. That that that's what I want from life. So I know you're listening, Codemasters. Make it happen, please. You'll make one person in the world really happy. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Um, <laughs> but but there was genuinely some amazing games on the PlayStation. No, um, of course you know, there were. Te- Tekken Three is still possibly my favourite fighting game of all time. I think Just I played something that at amazing, well. really amazing. Um, Tony Hawk's and Tony Hawk's Two, yeah, Unreal games, well. really good. Um, the Ridge Racer games, getting back to racing games. Um, you had Tomb Raiders as well. Remember, you had yeah. Medal of Honor. You had Spyro the Dragon. You had Sci-Fi Spyro, Filter. I appreciate Metal Gear Solid. Oh, it was great. I I've always forget how much you love racing games. It's, yeah, I love it's them. It's a funny one. Absolutely love them. In fact, I've been playing the new F1 game for work. Um, it has a story mode this time around. Um, okay, so, so you can um, be the car. Is it, is it, is it just like cars? <laughs> it's cars, the yeah. The Pixar film. Yeah. No, so, so they did this a few years ago where you you it went through like a story between two rival drivers of the team and it was really melodramatic. And now they've gone back to it. And it's the same characters a couple of years later with some additional new characters thrown in. And it's even more melodramatic, and I love it. It's like if there was a soap opera with fast cars. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. I enjoyed it a lot. So again, like, um, a, like a Vincent Diesel film. Yeah, yeah. Less explosions, unfortunately. But next time round, they need to add some explosions. They even had a redemption arc for the long-term heel of their narrative experiences in the F1 games. He has a sort of redemption arc in this story. And it's like, oh, amazing. The complexity. See, they can do all of that, but they can't remake Toka Touring Cars 2. <laughs> I wonder if Toka 2 was released for PC and if somewhere there's some abandonware that I can get working. It must be, must have been, surely. I can't imagine that it's on anything like good old games. I can't imagine that it's on there. But you never know. You never know. Maybe there are some some English people out there who are just as twisted as you. Someone has uploaded it to myabandonware.com. Oh, sweet. Oh, my days. I'm going to download this onto my computer and I'm going to play Toka 2 Touring Car Challenge. Unfortunately, it is the clearly the North American release. Oh, no. But I hope it doesn't look crash at your these, computer. <laughs> look at these crisp graphics. I'm going to copy an image over and send it oh, to you. Oh, no. I don't this want to is see the most. <laughs> It's the most realistic <laughs> game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, speaking of abandonware, I'm now trawling up because because I'm now obsessed with Final Fantasy VII. I'm now trawling all the the internet trying to find all the weird mobile games that they made. You know about these? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun, and I also just got the the prequel, which came out. So you know, originally it was on the PSP, and they did a, released a remaster of it last year, and which I can get on Switch. So I just got that, and I'm excited about ah, that as well. Very good. Jesus Christ, um, have just you got that image? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make that the artwork for this week's episode, just confuse everyone. <laughs> you should do, you should do. Um, <laughs> no, there's no way that um, car's going that is, 93 miles an hour. That is going 93 miles an hour. <laughs> I believe, based on my memory of the game, it's racing at Thruxton as well. That's how much I love Toka Touring Cars, that I can possibly... Um, work out which bland road <laughs> covered in green fields is which at a glance. I believe that's Thruxton. That's what I think, anyway. 
That, that, is, um, that is also cursed knowledge. <laughs> Listeners, correct me if that is not the map for Thruxton from Tokatee Touring Cars. Look at, look at this week's artwork and tell us where it is and which yeah. horrible UK <laughs> town it's in. T- tell us tell us which racing circuit in the UK from 1998 it is. <laughs> I'm sure that many of you will know um, <laughs> which one it is. Um, anyway... Enough about Tokatoo Touring Cars, as much as I could talk about it all. No, you, you had an opportunity um, to segue with, you were talking about a lack of explosions, but then something else yes. caught, caught your eye, or your ear, or maybe it was me. <laughs> I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> lack of explosions is not something that applies to the film Skyfire, is it? It is not. There are plenty of explosions in this movie. Um, this is a Chinese disaster movie about a volcano at a theme park slash resort, and the resort is a volcano-based resort. So what were you expecting, quite honestly? <laughs> of course. If you're, you're, you're walking into the cinema going, oh, I hope there aren't any explosions in this film, I hate explosions, <laughs> you'd have had a bad time. You'd have had a bad time if you were thinking that the movie called Skyfire about a volcano at a volcano resort wasn't about explosions. Um, so the basic plot of this movie is that um, <laughs> that yeah they've built this this like resort boutique hotel um, on top of an active volcano. Um, Jason Isaacs, I should add. Um, has created this super luxury resort at a volcano. Australian Jason Isaacs. Look- has, has is he Australian or is he South African or is he New Zealand? The, nobody it knows. Very, it varies <laughs> from scene to scene. The Wikipedia summary <laughs> said Australian, but I thought he sounded more South African. Yeah, it it and it really changes from scene to scene. I think it's all over the place. Yeah, and I love um, that. It's incredible truly exceptional um so he's built this resort um over an active volcano um and lo and behold it erupts but they might not all be lost because we have a ragtag bunch of volcano researchers there one of which um their um their mum died when she was a child at this same volcano. So this time it's personal. Yeah, which was only like 15 years ago, probably. <laughs> I can't remember how old she was at the beginning, but it's like she's pretty young. 15, 20 years max, right? And in the mm. time since that volcano has erupted, Jason Isaacs has come and built this whole resort going like, no, it's not going to erupt again. What do you think's <laughs> going to happen? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, generally speaking, when volcanoes do a big old explosion like that, it is at least a hundred years before it explodes again. I didn't. I didn't know that. I have to admit, my knowledge of volcanoes extends only to stuff I can vaguely remember from primary school, which is basically nothing. So it extends basically to what I learned from Dante's Peak and volcano, which I think actually <laughs> were potentially, even though volcano was like Tommy Lee Jones summoning the science woman to tell him the science for half of a film, that was actually more focused on LA and less on the science. This actually had some quite cool sort of high-tech science stuff that made sense, didn't it? It did, yeah. They had some, like, scanners and things like that, which was very which was very good. Um, so, yeah, so it's an... It, yeah, based on my knowledge of volcanoes, a general rule of thumb is some of them can erupt mildly and often. 
so Etna, for instance, is one of the ones that does that, where every so often it will bubble up and it's dangerous and you don't want to be there, but it's not like a huge explosion. But every few years it does that. Um, whereas if you're thinking about Vesuvius, for instance, big old massive explosion and then it goes dormant for a while. So we're still, you know, waiting for another huge eruption there. And there's been a little bubbling ones here and there instead. Um, so that's kind of the way that volcanoes generally work. So it is a bit of an outlier that it exploded so soon. I still don't think anyone would have given him the insurance to build this giant resort over a space where only 15 years earlier, lots of people had been murdered by a very angry volcano. Yeah. You know, if I'm putting my due diligence cap on and I'm at HSBC, I'm going to have to be accepting a hell of a lot of bungs from people who've been doing money laundering to give the go-ahead to make this place. Which is definitely, it's implied that that happened, isn't it? Because at one point him and his (laughs) wife, he's going to his wife, we've not got the money. Where's the money? We need the money. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, just go and schmooze some people and we'll be all right. Well, how did you get the money in the first place? Well, probably from some shady people yeah. who have contacts at HSBC. Right. I lied to the investors in my South African accent. <laughs> I t- took them to Rhodesia. <laughs> that, that's exactly it. Is there, it. It is an incredibly bad accent. But his performance is so good that you don't you don't mind do you like he's no no it adds a certain it adds a certain charm that he's potentially being racist but you're not quite sure it's like is this is is this a genuine accent for somewhere or is he is he just kind of being mildly racist or is it bad who knows what's going on but the important thing is that it's very entertaining and his character is probably my favorite character in the movie absolutely my only criticism is that there wasn't enough of him and that he, yes, he just yeah. sort of like quietly disappeared halfway through the film. You never saw him again. That's my main um, complaint about this movie in general is that it Stop never sending really... me fucking Tokotoro's <laughs> images. They're slowing my computer down. Can you not hear that whirring in the background? That's just your computer anticipating the power of Tokotoro cars. Oh, it's wait, a I've got Ford one Mondeo. Really... Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's touring cars. It's not bloody fancy cars. Oh. They're, they're sports versions of regular sedans. Is that what a touring that's car the, is? I don't even know yeah, what a touring the, car is. That's the glory of touring cars. It's basically the souped-up super versions of the cars that you race around. So Toka 2 touring cars for 1998 season of the British Touring Car Championship, the greatest driving championship in the world. It was an Audi A4, a Ford Mondeo, a Honda Accord, Nissan Primera, Peugeot 406, a Renault Laguna, if you remember the fanciness of the Renault Laguna, Vauxhall Vectras, and Volvo S40s. Ah, okay. That's quite close to, to the car that I have now. Oh, Volvo V40, then. which is a, it's the most dad of all the dad cars. So you could, in fact, have taken part in Toka Touring Cars in your dad car. I think I could. I think I'd be awesome at that in real life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We need to, we need to get you. And there used to be privateers. <coughs> and what this means, what privateers are. Sorry, you're back on the Toka 2 Touring Cars. Yeah, well, you, you're the one who sent me an image. In the middle of a well, conversation. What do you expect? <laughs> there's, a, you there's expect? a little button at the top of the chat window here that says "Let everyone send messages." I'm just going to quietly untick that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! I've got one more thing to send you, and then you can then you can do that. 
Oh no, it's not loading properly. That's just, that's just a string of code. What is going on? <laughs> Why is that not loading properly? <laughs> it's I've a serious really malfunction. Important. Sirens really are going important. off in the distance. <laughs> I've got an extremely important thing to show you. Hold on. Um, what were we talking about before this? Jason Isaacs' terrible accent. But great performance. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So the one, the one thing that frustrated me about this is that it never really, um, you never really get that payoff. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So Jason Isaacs is meant to have the hubris of being the person who was like, "Oh yeah, we can just, we can just, you know." Um, build this here and everything will be fine you don't see him being burnt alive by magma or killed by the pyroclastic flow or melted or smashed into by a big flying rock um the 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 best example of that of course is in the book of jurassic park where john hammond gets eaten by dinosaurs and it's like yeah take that you evil bastard you should have respected science should have respected the dinosaurs and the difficulty is that it it tries to redeem him in one scene where like he's been a, a dick for most of the film and then he he saves a child in peril and that's like very very quickly and that's supposed to be a big emotional scene for him and then he just kind of disappears so it doesn't even commit to redeeming him either because it just no. does that and then ends there and then it spends the rest of the film it's an emotional dad film it's a film about a volcano that's not about a volcano it's actually an emotional dad film and it's, it spends the rest of the film really really hyper focused on the relationship between the aloof dad and the girl whose mum died in the previous eruption yeah that's the thing it is an emotional dad film the dad is there and it's like oh you shouldn't be here at this volcano don't you know what it did to your mum etc um, yeah, and then she goes, you weren't there, man. You weren't there when I graduated from college. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's it's a bit all over the place um, with that. And it's it's sort of odd. And equally sort of throughout the rest of the movie, you never really get those exciting payoffs. The only one that I can think of that I was really like, yeah, that was awesome, was when there's these two trams going to escape the volcano eruption. And one of them, the tram line breaks and they have to jump over. And one of the guys, he panics and tries to jump and he yeets himself straight into a metal <laughs> bar and dies. And that scene, I was like, yes, that's what we that's what we need more of. Um, but it didn't get anywhere near enough of that. I, think, I, I cannot fault the action scenes in this film. I thought they were genuinely brilliant and thrilling in a quite a trashy way. And I loved that. There was, you know, I'm, I'm not massively into action films, but when you get one like this where it knows that it's kind of, it's quite silly and it has a bit of goof factor, it ends up like being not not funny, but sort of thrilling in a lighthearted way. And like, yeah, there was so, there was that one where, so yeah, the two cable cars are going along and like, they have to jump from one to the other and there's poles flying in between. So they time the interval of five seconds. People do it, people do it, people do it. And then one guy just jumps right into the pole and you just see <laughs> Just like flying off into the distance in a really video game <laughs> way. Like, so stupid. With like a sort of bonk. <laughs> he does it as well. It's very good. And in the kind of the bits leading up to that. So it's part of the, the demonstration of the hubris of the resort where there's this thing you can go up on like a funicular to the top of the volcano, go across on the cable car and then down into the, the fiery pit. And they're on this like viewing platform in the fiery pit and then it starts to erupt and then a bunch of people just like are falling off of it and every few seconds like wherever they are on the journey some guy just goes no and like falls off the falls off the edge (laughs) and it's like yeah it looks like something was supposed to have fallen like made him fall off but it also looks like he just jumped in and that's hilarious yeah 
yeah it was very good i enjoyed when the big old pillars of smoky steam um they they um just go boof all the way through the floor and you just hear these people going ah and getting thrown around that was really good um and what i wanted was more of that there's a solid 15 minutes of really enjoyable action silliness where it's just incredibly goofy and incredibly fun but then it gets back into the emotional dad or that i need to find my granddad oh yeah could have done um, without the granddad thing which kind of slows it all down what you want is a this this movie's odd in its pacing. So when we talked about Dante's Peak, Dante's Peak has the pacing of a horror movie with that steady build up until everything goes wrong. And then it's very, very exciting constantly. And then when it does quieten down and go down to the small family dynamic, it's incredibly tense. And you sense that vulnerability. Whereas here, it's almost like a similar... If you were to look at it on face value as a similar sort of function to Dante's Peak where you've got flashback where someone dies, volcanologist with a grudge against volcanoes, people with hubris who don't believe it's going to happen, then it does erupt, people get yeeted by volcano and um, eventually a small group of people has to try and survive. So similar kind of structure but actually it doesn't really have the tension to build up to the actual eruption in the first place no um i thought that the eruption starts about half an hour in and then you get to about an hour in and it's not that long it's kind of about perfect 90 minutes isn't it it? which is good but it it doesn't overstay its welcome but you yeah you get to that hour in and you're like what's going to happen now the eruption's basically done there's just going to be some boring second wind or something yeah yeah, it's 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 kind of odd that it's sort of um it, it it yeah, the the pacing feels a bit weird. So after that initial really exciting bit, it kind of calms down and the action none goes of the rest from of the scenes, people jumping off a cable car, which is really thrilling, to a guy having to reverse a car a lot. Which as a as a Tocker Touring <laughs> yeah. Cars fan, you probably loved that. But as someone who actually was... has to do that on a daily basis, that just gave me anxiety. Uh Tip for you, when you're taking part in the dangerous world of Toka Touring Cars, um, or the Ford Fiesta Challenge Cup. Is that the one you've sent me now, the third cursed image that you've sent me? (laughs) Yes, I've sent you you the The cursed image. The sort of lurid purple Ford Fiesta. (laughs) Yeah, which in the pixelated bit on the back, it just says Fiesta. (laughs) You see they're driving that Ford Fiesta at 118 kilometres an hour. Why is it in fucking kilometres? Oh, really- <laughs> don't know i i yeah i have no idea because it is in miles per hour in in the game um maybe they've changed the change the system but that's just part of the magic and then i've sent you a couple of very important links following up on it which i expect you to to watch oh they're youtube in links again i won't open those now i'll save they're those you. for a for a treat later <laughs> <laughs> yeah watch them watch them after we're done extremely important um any anyway um um yeah when you're taking part in the incredibly important incredibly dangerous world of talker to touring cars or touring cars in general in fact a pro tip is don't go into reverse because you're going in the wrong direction for the race <laughs> also so, applies to mario kart also applies to mario kart um i wonder if there's a speed run for talker to touring cars can i become the 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 top speed runner in the world for talker 2 
It's a poison chalice, mate, honestly. You'll never be able to live up to it. Well, what about for the Ford Fiesta challenge? Toka 2. Oh, it, there is a listing for it. Toka 2 touring cars. Yes. Individual levels. Individual levels. Thruxton. So n- <laughs> One minute and four seconds. 170 milliseconds. <laughs> I can beat that. You think you can beat that? I can beat that. No one's done Brands Hatch in touring cars yet. Okay, that's, that's got your name on it. Yeah. Or the test track long version. No one's done. Username Purple Ford Fiesta. When were these done? When were these done? Because if these people haven't actually touched this game in multiple years... That's on the right. Recent runs, one year ago. This is wide open. This is this has got your name all over. I can all do over. this. I can become the top Tokatu <laughs> speedrunner. It's only for individual levels as well. So no one has done a full championship speedrun. Interesting. They would separate it that way. There's probably a reason, and which you, is that nobody you, can withstand doing the whole game at once without dying. And you know what, Paddy? No one's done a two-player co-op <laughs> career, a two-player co-op championship. So the door is open for you to join me in making Toka 2 Touring Cars history. <laughs> I'd rather do it. I'd rather eat a ton of feta cheese covered in dill. <laughs> you my, know, my one thing I'm actually one one thing I'm actually thinking is that I did find a load of shortcut cheap bits in F1 1998 on the PlayStation that I don't think anyone else anybody else knew about. I found some sort of glitches where you could take advantage of the physics engine to like go flying over bits of the track. I wonder if anybody has done F1 1998 on the PlayStation speedruns, because if not, I'm going to come for the German Grand Prix world record, if I can remember where those bits were in the track. Yeah, you got to do That's it. it. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming a speedrunner. That's it. I've decided now. I'm going to bust out my old PlayStation, bust out my Toka 2 touring cars and F1 98 discs. I'm going to take the world by storm. Nice. Going to do it. Going to do it. Let's go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I've anyway, inspired you. Yeah, I'm inspired. This is my future now. I'm going to become a, a champion. Um, so, so it 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 does it does quiet down and gets a bit boring. Lots of bits of reversing cars or pulling cars along using a bit of cable, and then whoops, we've fallen off the ledge, and now we've got to try and survive, etc. Yeah. Um, but it never really quite reaches the heights of guys getting exploded by big old bits of steam. No, which is a shame, and also it teases you because there's a one of the research scientists guys and his um his cool research scientist girlfriend. They're both like research people, right? The couple who do the engagement thing. Yeah, yeah. So they, so yeah. There's a bit where they go into like a volcanic cave and they swim in the water. And I was like, I've seen Dante's Peak. You can't fool me. I know what's going to happen. They're going to get burned alive in the water, but they didn't. So that was good. But yeah, they had to dive. He. It was actually quite a cool thing. He. He was like dive down here and then he'd hidden the engagement ring on a thing like a little shell under the water. That was quite quite a nice romantic moment, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was very cute. And they were probably the most nice characters where you're just like oh i feel for these two people they're just stuck in a bad situation they were here as volcano experts and they're in love 
and now they've got to follow the the pipes out of the volcano whilst it's erupting and then be be sort of safe and then he proposes to her at the end and it's all very nice she did she did make us go on a yeah a five minute detour to go and find her granddad who was already dying yeah sorry about your granddad here marry me yeah (laughs) i mean the guy he literally says to her you still have me yeah literally (laughs) that's literally what it is um but uh but yeah they're, they're still probably the most nice couple out there i didn't much care for the emotional dad slash um main character relationship i didn't really feel that i thought she was a really cool and convincing action hero and i just wanted more of her punching the volcano and giving it a kick you know i wanted more of that rather than her being like dad where were you you weren't there yeah that got that got a bit tedious yeah well Instead, you get the, the movie kind of ends with old man driving off on a motorbike, and you're like, we don't but want I like old that. man on a motorbike. <laughs> I like that. We want her the, on a... Yeah, the way they did that was really, really cool, because they thought they'd left him behind or whatever. He got stuck on the other side of the bridge, and they were like, oh, we have to go. It's not it's not safe. We've just, we've just got to carry on. There's no time. And then you saw him getting like airlifted to safety. But then it, it showed, before that, it showed a shot of him like just riding on a motorbike, and you're like... Where did he get that motorbike from? That is badass. <laughs> He's suddenly like an old hell's angel. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, but incredible. then it later on showed him like taking it from the facility and like driving away on the motorbike as this cloud of ash was coming behind him or whatever. That was awesome. I loved that. That was everything he, he should have been. He should have just been riding that motorbike in every scene. And he found a safe spot because of his daughter's research, which again was a nice sort of, I didn't believe in you, daughter, and your newfangled volcano technology, but now I do. Exactly. And they they still could have had that with the exact same emotional effect with just a few less of the kind of whining scenes, right? I think with an action film like this, the focus should be on action and the emotional stuff has to underpin it, but less is more on that, right? Which again, I think is something that like Dante's Peak and Jurassic Park do very well. And as a point of comparison, because this film gives off big Jurassic Park vibes, doesn't it? It really does. It feels, it feels very, very much like Jurassic World, the um, the lesser one with um, Chris Pratt, Christopher Pratt. I haven't seen any with, of those ones with It's a Me, Mario. Yeah, um, Jurassic me, World is okay. It's not as good as the original trilogy, but it's still fine. Um, the second one of that new trilogy is bad. And apparently the final one is extremely bad. I've not watched it myself. There are three um, but of then, them. The, yeah, they did Jurassic World, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, where, to be fair, the final scenes in that movie are good because I seem to remember some kind of mutant dinosaur gets loose in a facility and starts eating people in, like, a manor house, <laughs> which is great. So it's like Gosford Park. Shame about the rest of the film. Yeah, Gosford Park, but with a mutant velociraptor, basically. Dinosaur um, comes in and eats which... Lawrence Fox. <laughs> oh, I'm Lotta, and this is this is what woke moralists want. They want me to be eaten by a dinosaur. I'm gonna burn fossils in my back garden on Father's Day. Did you did you see that the latest Lawrence Fox no. debacle? He's burning fossils. Um, he, no, he fossil uh, fuels. He he went out into his garden on Father's Day and tried to burn like a little bunting made out of pride flags oh right yeah yeah like the most pathetic thing you've ever seen in your life yeah um a a, a chin as weak as his (laughs) mind the chin as weak as a t-rex's arms (laughs) 
<laughs> quite pleased with that. That's very good. That's very good. I'm going to try a dinosaur like him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this um, film is basically Jurassic Park, but instead of dinosaurs, it's a volcano. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, there is a volcano in the Jurassic World movies oh, as well. Is there? Oh. Yeah, Jurassic World 2, I think a volcano erupts. Right. Um, you half yeah, expected it's... Jason Isaacs at one point to turn around and go, life finds a way. <laughs> That's his accent. That's exactly what it was like. He'd, well, he does have sort of the same look as the guy who says clever girl, Robert Muldoon, in the original <laughs> Jurassic Park, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a similar sort of facial structure to that fella. Yeah. Um, I mean, this movie could have done with some dinosaurs, actually. Yeah. If when he's riding the motorbike around, if there's just a couple of raptors chasing him, I wouldn't mind it. Has there been a Chinese dinosaur film yet? I don't know. I must say I'm not an expert in Chinese cinema, so yeah. I've got no idea. What I did love that I, I hope is a thing that is on every Chinese film is that over the credits there was like a random music video of this band who looked like a new metal band, but it was like a piano ballad and they were like strumming their guitars really hard. Could not discern any guitar in that song. <laughs> that was extremely good, wasn't it? Um, there are uh, Chinese dinosaur movies... So I'm going to try and find some of these and watch them. Well, there's our next themed month then. <laughs> dinosaur month. Chinese if dinosaur anything, If they're anything as... Um, oh, here we go. Dinosaur World from 2020 has a score of 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. I believe that's anti-Chinese propaganda, yeah. personally. Um, the best players from around the world are gathered to be Russell's lab rats on his new game. Anything could happen. Everyone has their eyes on the prize, which will give them a second chance at life. Greed will take over friendship, allies will become enemies, and the unexpected will come with every move you make in this made-up world infested with dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there is a lot to unpack there. That sounds like a big boys production. It seems like it might be Battle Royale, but with dinosaurs involved. Yeah. Um, which is an incredible idea with a bit for of a film. Squid Game thrown in there. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I want to watch this. Um, that sounds awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm all for Dinosaur World. I want to find this and watch it. Um, Very good. Yeah, that that looks amazing. Genuinely, um, would rather watch that than Jurassic World. Yeah. Why Why would you bother with Jurassic World? Quite frankly, yeah, don't watch that. Watch Skyfire instead. If you, if the, the problem the problem with Jurassic World is that it is just Jurassic Park again, but Jurassic Park already exists, so there's no need for Jurassic World to exist. And then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is basically Jurassic Park 2 The Lost World again, in which case why would you need to watch that when you could watch Jurassic Park 2 The Lost World again? Yeah, or King Solomon's Pe- Minds. Or King Solomon's Minds, exactly. Um, I am now all in on Chinese blockbuster movies. Yes. Um, because this was entertaining, and it was it was entertaining trash in a good way. Yes, exactly. As much as we've been kind of nitpicking and talking about its faults, I really enjoyed it. I found it a, a thoroughly enjoyable ride. It was really good fun. So one that I found that I want to watch is called Mutation on Mars, right? Listen to this. Um, In the near future, Chinese scientists try to make Mars suitable for human habitation. In the experiment, as the organisms in the gene seed grew up, they get out of control. 
they mutate and kill many people in the world. China sends hero astronauts to rescue and save the world, and the world's people are in debt to China. China becomes world number one. <laughs> that that that's the official. <laughs> China becomes world number one. That is that's genuinely what it's all about really, isn't it? That is genuinely the official synopsis on IMDb that I've I've, I've read out to you. Um, I really so. want to watch that because people go on about people go on about Chinese movies being Chinese government propaganda. And like, okay, fair. The end of this movie is China becomes world number one. It's yeah. probably, <laughs> probably that's not a line from like Team America World Police. <laughs> that's like a real synopsis. That's the genuine synopsis on IMDb. Um, that that you know that that, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty um, propagandary to me. But at the same time, when you think about um, uh, what's what's the Ar- Armageddon, right? The the movie about Aerosmith saving the world from a meteorite. <laughs> there is American flags all over that movie. Think it's about Argo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, think about Argo, right? The, the 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 sort of exciting drama heist movie based on a real life event where hostages were saved by the creation of a fake movie. Apart from in the movie, it's all Americans that did it, whereas in real life, it wasn't. <laughs> We, when we think about propaganda in films, American propaganda is everywhere. Think about the way that the American military um, helps support the creation of action movies by giving yes. them things like helicopters or equipment or locations to shoot in. Um, but they also then have control over what goes in the script. How is that not propaganda? Maybe it's yeah, propaganda exactly. that's slightly more subtle than the Chinese state saying... China's now world number one because of this mutation on Mars, but it's still propaganda. It's still insidious, and it's still seeding people with a particular image of the way that the world is like. So we can't necessarily complain about Chinese movies being propaganda when we're still shoveling Marvel films into our gullets, which are all funded by and supported by the US military, you know? Yeah, and which generally just have a vibe of celebrating militarism, don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, Captain America's one thing because he's punching Nazis in the face. Less so modern day Captain America fighting people in an airport car park <laughs> because they because they hate freedom and they hate the US government. That's just where they film them all. <laughs> That's where they all are. Um, yeah. So, so personally speaking, yeah, let's go watch some some Chinese blockbusters. Yeah, I'm I'm hungry for more after seeing Skyfire. It was good. It was really enjoyable. Here's one that sounds cool. Restart the Earth. In order to combat desertification, humans have developed drugs that promote the accelerated reproduction of plant cells. But they have accidentally liberated the stress system of plants and awakened plant emotions. So this is Little Shop of Horrors global. Yeah, Little Shop of Horrors by way of the happening with giant triffid plants. Awesome. Like, how great does that, that does actually sound really cool? And with a nice green yeah, theme. exactly. That's, That's what I like, you know? <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki would be cool with that. Yeah. He wishes he thought of that. Ted Hughes is the Iron Woman, if you ever read that, as a basic yeah, yeah. similar, <laughs> a similar thing. <laughs> exactly the same. Um, yeah, Iron Woman isn't about Margaret Thatcher. Um, no. Just to warn you. Ooh. 
Um, yeah, God, I've not read The Iron Woman or The Iron Man in forever. Me neither, but it's good. You know, it's good. It is, yeah. Is it as good as a film that literally has, like, crawling text at the end of the film going, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? <laughs> no, obviously With not. Sky Ted Fire Hughes had. could never. Ted, Ted Hughes would never have the gumption to make a volcano movie, let's be honest. No. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Ted Hughes would never turn round in the, in the front of a car like the dramatic chipmunk meme from the internet and go, lava flow. <laughs> it's extremely good. It was sort of cheesy good. moments like that. that yeah, I loved it. absolutely. Absolutely. And those kind of moments were great. It's a shame that it does get get quietened down by the the more the more dull moments, which is the introspective moments, which we don't want and we don't need. No, boring. Strip those out and you still have a very good action film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so is there anything else you'd like to say about Skyfire? Uh, I don't think so. I just, yeah, I thought it was a, a bit of well done fun. And if you're looking for a, a trashy film to watch on a, a Friday or Saturday night, you, you can't go wrong, really. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's go great. watch it. Go watch it. It's enjoyable. And uh, so yeah, how do we? How are we going to rank this? How do you think this compares to to Dante's Peak and Volcano? Just as a, a point of comparison in our Volcano Month, Volcanoon. Um, is this better? Is it worse? Are we going to do a, a definitive ranking of Volcano films? Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think it's as good as Dante's Peak. I'd say it's maybe on par with Volcano for enjoyability. Yeah. I mean, Dante's Peak is probably the most um, competent film in terms of storytelling, isn't it? And as you say, because it's got that kind of more horror film-like structure, it get, it mm. gets the thrill deeper into you, doesn't it? But this yeah, is an exactly. enjoyable. This is enjoyable trash, I guess. It's very, very different. Yeah, it's a, it's a different tone and a different atmosphere. Um, so you know, Dante's Peak genuinely, I think, is a good movie, but this is still an enjoyable one. So I'd say, you know. It's it's I'd say it's it's a different kind of enjoyable trash to Volcano, but about on par. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. So, what did we give Volcano? Like a fourteen out of twenty? Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? Fourteen, thirteen. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, there we go. All right. So, what what concludes Volcano Month? You've got one one more. Is it is that a documentary? Yeah. So I was thinking oh, that we could watch. <laughs> Would you rather not watch a documentary? There are other volcano. Movies. Oh well, well, what are the options then? Give me the options. I don't, I'm okay. Not, I I generally don't watch a lot of documentaries, and I don't mean that I'm like completely opposed to them. Occasionally, I've watched one on something I'm interested in, and I find it good. But you know how some people are like really into documentaries, and that's all they watch. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so, so the documentary that I was thinking that we could watch is called Fire of Love. Um, it's a film about the lives of a pair of volcanologists, Catcher and Maurice Craft, um, about their um, their lives as volcanologists, basically. And apparently it's very, very good. However, it is not a shitfest action movie. So let's have a look at what other volcano movies um, we could watch. Because off the top um, of my head, I can't think of any others. <laughs> well, the other one that I can think of is obviously... Um, um, 
what's it called Pompeii <laughs> oh well, didn't we we already we, did that which we've already watched so we can't we really can't do, do it again <laughs> no <laughs> I think I vowed on that episode that I would not watch that film again <laughs> you really should um so let me we have could, a little we could look just put through. that episode out again <laughs> <laughs> just really put it out again you won <laughs> Um, what other movies have volcanoes? There must be others with volcanoes. You Let mentioned me one volcano. of the Jurassic ones, but I don't think I want to see Chris yeah, it, going, Hi, it's a me, a dinosaur. I don't want to see it's that. a me, not Sam Neill. Yeah. Um, there must be some other volcano movies. Okay, The Guardian has a list of the top 20 volcanoes. Joe versus movies. the Volcano. Heard of this one? Yeah, this well... actually a volcano film. It, I've never seen it, but isn't it, it's about a guy who's terminally ill and he wants to go and throw himself into a volcano. Hold on a second. Written and directed by John Patrick Shanley. If you remember, he was <laughs> he came up recently, didn't he? Why was that? Because we had watched not Moonstruck, which was the thing he did that was good, and not Wild Mountain Time, which was the thing he did that was an abomination. Um, what was it we watched that was like in between those? Congo. He he wrote the script for oh, Congo. Oh, he was he was Congo. He okay. I do, however, have an alternative choice for you, which okay. stars John Cusack. Oh, okay. Um, Enjoy a bit of Cusack. So it's not necessarily... Uh, the sort of volcanic eruption is what causes the disaster in this movie. Um, that also stars Woody Harrelson and Oliver Platt. 2012, basically, oh. for some reason, I seem to remember for some reason, the Yellowstone Park volcano erupts and it causes like a worldwide catastrophe. Ah, okay. I've never seen it. I remember it being promoted a lot at the time. Um, so let's have another look at... The poster says, here. we were warned. So again, the theme of the... <laughs> the hubris is quite obvious there. <laughs> oh, directed by Roman I mean, Demery. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who makes all of the, all of them. However, I'm not sure if we can find this. This sounds amazing. Ashfall, not Skyfire. Ashfall, a Korean, um, a Korean movie, South Korean movie. Um, a spy teams up with a special forces captain to fend off Americans and Chinese gangsters who are en route to set off a uranium bomb under an erupting volcano. That sounds that sounds epic. <laughs> it sounds action-packed. Okay, well, if we can find it, let's do that. Okay, if we can, fi- yeah, if we can find it, let's go with that one. Um, the Guardian does put Fire of Love at the top of the list, just so you know. They say that's the best okay. volcano movie ever. Um, so I am still going to put that on the table if you do yeah. want to. If you can't, okay. If you, if we can find this this Korean one, let's do that. If we can't, we'll do Fire of Love. I've just okay, looked up the poster and I like it, so I'm coming around to it. Yeah, apparently it is amazing. It has a score in the 80s on Metacritic. Um, so it is apparently worth watching. But is it going to be as exciting as a movie where gangsters fight spies as a volcano erupts? And someone Probably tries to not. put a bomb under the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is likely going to be a more enjoyable movie, let's be honest. So let's, yeah, we'll go with Ashfall if we can find it. And if we can't, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with the, the smart film for smart people, which is not us. Which is, yeah, not something that often happens on this show, is it? 
<laughs> and then I want to watch Dinosaur World at some point. Oh, we've got so much to get through. We got. We do. We maybe we need to do like a dinosaur month at some point. Not we. Now, de- we definitely should. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Okay. Right, so, well, so, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Um, we hope you enjoyed Skyfire, and if you didn't watch it, you've just found your Saturday night trash film. Go and watch it. Yeah. Trash pandas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go watch it. There's a link in our show notes where you can give us money. It's like a virtual tip jar. You can. Find us on Twitter at Big Boys No Pod. Just doing a dramatic pause there. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to go. You can leave your hat on. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can email us bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail dot com. We'll be back next week to talk about either Ashfall or Fire of Love, depending on what happens. We'll keep it. Yeah, keep it a secret until it drops. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, bye bye. Bye. marriage is falling apart Our marriage is falling apart I hate you and you hate me so let's go and get a divorce <laughs> <laughs>